When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Welcome to another episode of the Giant Take Podcast. My name is Josh from my dorm room, and I'm joined by my friend and my co-host, Alex. Yeah, um, I, I don't know where my mic is. I, I think I brought it. I have to find it. Uh, but makeshift podcast on the computer for today uh, on the Giant Take. And this is so weird, man. I mean, I don't, I don't know if I'm going to be doing them for my dorm room for most of the time, but I moved in here at Syracuse in the, the new house school of communication because this podcasting thing is a... Uh, hopefully going to be the life goal, right? We, we, we hope that the giant take can live on forever. And, um, <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, that's where I am. If you're, you know, watching the video on, on YouTube, then you'll see that. But Alex, how are you doing? Still at home. You still got a week until moving. Yeah. I'm, I'm still in my, uh, childhood bedroom and, uh, it's kind of weird seeing you not in yours. So, uh, yeah, it's an interesting adjustment here, but um, it's really only an adjustment for us because for you guys, it's going to be like, whatever, you know, these kids can sit wherever the hell they want. Um, it's probably going to be the same outcome. Uh, I don't think any of our, uh, you know, content's going to change, should I say, per se, um, in terms of what, what is said during the podcast because of where we're sitting. So, yeah, I mean, it'll be a, we have an adjustment this week and then um, probably in a couple weeks when I am fully moved in, then it'll be a much bigger adjustment because then we're both going to have to fit in. Uh, figure out what we're doing and that and that's you know double trouble if that makes any sense so uh, we'll see how it all goes but um yeah what i would say is it's definitely obviously a transition for both of us so um you know if anything seems to be a little bit off that is why so do bear with us for the next you know month or so i would say and uh then that should uh we should be uh you know going good anyway but just wanted to point that out yeah well no excuses, but an excuse right there. Yeah, we'll, we'll see how it goes. I mean, we, we want to do like the one preview on the Thursday and then the one preview 
or the one recap on Mondays. That's hoping to be the schedule of two podcasts a week. We'll see if we can make it work. I think we can. Uh, we have a lot of time here in college. So I think it shouldn't be too much of a of a problem. Uh, and obviously, bearing the Thursday night football, Sunday night football, Monday night football might change stuff around there. But that that's the hope is two podcasts a week. At least we're able to record this Jets preview right now. Uh, and then hopefully do a recap after the game as well. Uh, so so we'll have to wait and see. But at least we got this right now. So let's let's start out with the opening news. And Isaiah Simmons, that is the opening news here on this podcast today. Uh, the 2020 pick, the Dick Buckus Award winner in 2019, the Arizona Cardinals pick and former Clemson Tiger, went eight to the Cardinals in the 2020 NFL Draft. And if you remember back then, the New York Giants were looking into the linebacker. They needed help at that spot. And... Giants fans like me wanted Simmons to come to the team and and really hoped he would be an integral part of the New York Giants. And who did they select instead? That guy, offensive tackle out of Georgia. His name is like Andrew Thomas or something like that. Yeah, they picked him at four, and he just got the biggest uh, guaranteed money an offensive tackle has ever gotten this past offseason. So I think it went well for the Giants, and now they even end up with Simmons, which is pretty crazy. I think, Alex, you, you tweeted something like that out. Uh, from the Giants account that they ended up getting him after they were looking into him in that 2020 uh, NFL draft. And now they trade a seventh-round pick in 2024 for the former Cardinals linebacker. I think I was manifesting this, Josh. Last night, I hopped on Madden, the new Madden. I just got into it. I was like, okay, you know, I have nothing to do right now. It's like the dead period. It's like the the, si- the silent waiting before you move into college. Um, and I was like, okay, let me hop on Madden. Let me start a franchise. And guess who I traded for, Josh? The first player I traded for, I was like, I need a linebacker next to Bobby Okereke. I traded Isaiah Simmons. I don't, for Isaiah Simmons, I should say. I don't think it was a seventh round pick. I think it was like a fifth and a sixth. Um, so still good value in my opinion. That's why I made the trade. So there you go. Um, but I manifested this whole thing. And yeah, I'm really excited about this. Uh, you know, we'll get more into the details and then I'll talk more about my opinion. But um, you mentioned eighth overall pick in 2020. He ran a 4.39.40 at 6.4.238 um, at that time, which was one of the most impressive times. And he overall had one of the most impressive combines uh, by a linebacker of all time. Um, in his three-year NFL career so far, Simmons has recorded 258 tackles, 11 QB hits, 7.5 sacks, 4 interceptions, 16 pass breakups, and 7 forced fumbles. And that'll go by the years. So his rookie season, he had 54 tackles, 2 sacks, four tackles for loss, uh, and one interception, 21. Uh, he In his sophomore season, he had 105 tackles, career high, uh, one and a half sacks, four tackles for loss, uh, tackle for loss, and one interception. And then 2022, which was, uh, I think, by far his best year, 99 tackles, so a little bit down there, um, but then four sacks, five tackles for loss, uh, and two interceptions. So uh, overall, Simmons has been improving. Uh, he's played a bit of inside linebacker for the Cardinals. He's played a lot of safety as well. Uh, more recently, he's been playing safety. Uh, that's pretty much where he transitioned to, I believe, after his rookie season. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see what the Giants do with him. There have been talks that maybe he's a potential play on the edge, kind of like a Micah Parsons situation where we saw him play inside backer to begin his career, uh, but he was really suited on the edge. Hassan Reddick is another good idea. Uh, uh, comparison especially with his situation starting at the Cardinals and being traded away right to the Carolina Panthers uh, where he would eventually get his big money deal before moving to the Eagles so um, there's a lot of similarities a lot of uh, potential here with this Isaiah Simmons trade and I'm excited to see what the Giants end up doing 
but apparently so far, uh, all indications are the Giants are going to play him at inside backer. So uh, we'll have to wait and see. But yeah, I really like this move. I'll, I'll send it to Josh before I give more, uh, some more thoughts of mine. Yeah, send it to me for the stats. As you know, that's my uh, kind of favorite part here uh, in his three-year NFL I just career. went over this, Josh. Are you not listening to me? You did the tackles and everything too. Yeah, I did all of this, Josh. I'm, I'm. Are you not listening to me? God. No, I'm not listening, bro. I'm, Who, I'm if you're dorm. not gonna listen to me, who's gonna listen to me? I'm, I'm in the dorm. I'm looking around. I'm seeing all these people out my window. Like it's skin the shred. Are they looking at you like, what are you doing? No. Yeah, probably. I'm sure, there's people like sitting, like listening, like under the door right now. Like, what is this guy doing? Um. Okay. Sorry. I covered it all. Just your thoughts. Oh, my thoughts on the Isaiah Simmons trade. I. Seems like great value, unless there's something the Cardinals know that the Giants don't. <laughs> um, it seems like honestly odd how good the value is, right? That he's a seventh round pick for Simmons, yeah. Especially a younger player like him is a great thing that the Giants will need. And if it works out for them and he turns out to be a pro bowler or you know, even all pro this year, that'd be absolutely phenomenal. So, yeah, I, I love this trade. I, I really think they gave up a seventh round pick. I don't want to say it's basically nothing, but um, compared to all the it is. <laughs> Compared to other spots in the draft, it's perfect. Yeah. And also, you got, I mean, you do have to take into account he is in his contract year, right? He did. The Cardinals declined his fifth-year option, so this is his final year under contract. I believe he has just over a million cap hit this year because uh, the Cardinals actually took on about a million or almost two million of his cap hit in the trade, which is kind of crazy to think about. Uh, so they got rid of him. They're taking on most of his cap hit, so... He's basically coming in as a veteran minimum player uh, in terms of salary. So that's uh, very interesting there. And I think Simmons is a lot of potential. You use him, um, you know, maybe as that third safety in certain looks uh, as an inside backer, of course. I really think some of his best reps from last season when I looked at some of the film, it really seemed like when he was a pure pass rusher and just going at the quarterback, uh, that's really where he seemed to do best. And could he potentially be someone who plays a bit of inside backer, but per se, Kayvon Thibodeau or Zizo Jolari goes down and you need someone um, at the edge rusher spot, could Simmons, you know, kind of transition there as well because we see, uh, you know, his sack and tackle for loss, um, you know, talent in, in his career so far. And that's really where he's been impressive. 11 QB hits as well in his three years. So um, overall, I think you get a lot of versatility here. He's a player that Wink will really love. Um, as someone who is very, you know, a, a great fit for a blitz-heavy defense, and I think that's exactly what Wink wants, and that's exactly who Isaiah Simmons is. So, um, obviously, it didn't work out with the Cardinals, an extremely talented player. Um, is that talent going to be able to be translated by Wink Martindale and this coaching staff um, for a seventh-round pick? I think it's worth the chance to uh, take on Simmons, and uh, I'm excited to see what they can do with him. And with that being said, we're just going to take a quick break and go to the second half of this episode with our Jets preview. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not as uh, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. All right, and we're back. Just before we get to the Jets preview, we have huge news, big news. 
news that I did not expect to happen because it was a very interesting piece of news, and I'm not going to, you know, go cut around the edges anymore. <laughs> Super Bowl-winning cornerback Prince Amukamara signed a one-day deal with the team to officially retire a Giant at 34. Prince Amukamara was a very average to maybe above-average player for this Giants team. I don't understand why he decides the Giants. I guess that's maybe where he had the most success if that was a lot of success to, to anyone. He also played for the Jacksonville Jaguars, Chicago Bears, uh, Oakland, now Las Vegas Raiders, and Arizona Cardinals. I just, it's the news I did not expect to wake up to this morning. Look at my phone and see on Twitter that Prince of Mukamara is signing a one-day contract and retiring a giant. I mean, we're, we're comparing, you know, people who are signing days with teams is like J.J. Watt and uh, Tom Brady. I mean, these guys... Um, signing deals with their teams prince mukamara i i very interesting five anyway. years five years with the giants only one year with the jags one year with the raiders three years with the bears so he could have done bears but the giants he got drafted there and he spent uh pretty much the pride of his career there so i i guess it makes sense but yeah st- certainly still interesting like you said josh do players get paid for those by the way or they just do that for free i think it's like a free thing or maybe they give them you know few bucks <laughs> yeah i don't know like how does that work do you pay them for the no idea retiring with their team i guess it gives you more press i don't know but um let's get to this jets preview here that's what we really want to talk about uh aaron Rodgers, mr a rod here uh in the tri-state area right now will make his first start for the jets and it's a very big deal because jets fans have not seen him yet starting now how much will they do i don't know there was a headline, I think, on First Take or Get Up the other day on ESPN that said, like, Aaron Rodgers had a quote that was, um, he he's not the type of guy that will get on people. Or it was, like, something like that. Like, he won't get mad at people anymore. And he said, like, I don't think I'm the type that would snap at someone anymore. It's, and then now they're all like, is he not competitive enough? Does he not <laughs> care enough about the game? And it's like, guys, settle down here. Like, he's just saying he's not going to rip into somebody. doesn't mean that he's not a competitor on and off the field. Uh, but for you Jets fans, uh, n- like the 0.000% of you listening, there's your big news there. But for Giants fans, that's a big deal because they're rookies on defense and their starters, uh, which it seems like they will play, are going to go up against one of the best in the NFL, uh, former MVP a couple seasons ago. And we're going to have to see how they do. Alex, I mean, I, I talked for a while about that, so you can go on to the other stuff. I don't care about Aaron Rodgers, Josh. We care about the Giants. That's what we care about. Uh, I'm just going to run through some things that happened at practice this week. So far, at least, I believe there was a short practice today, but nothing of note that came out. Um, Leonard Williams uh, had a huge day on Monday's practice, a whole bunch of tackles for loss, uh, a couple of, you know, sacks uh, in quotation marks, right? Obviously can't hit the quarterback. Uh, Was in the backfield pretty much constantly. It was a tough day for the offensive line, but good to see Big Leo um, you know, having a good day at practice. Um, throughout the week, Bredesen, Azudu, and Glowinski have been rotating at the guard spots. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see uh, in the game against uh, the Jets if any of those guys play. If they do play, are they going to rotate? Do they not rotate? Where are they? Uh, so that's going to be some key things to watch out for in the Jets game. Uh, and then obviously post-cut down in case there is a surprise cut to one of those guards. Um, and then wide receiver Cole Beasley returned to practice on Wednesday um, from his leg injury. And then there were a whole bunch of vet rest days for guys like Darren Waller, Paris Campbell, and Sean Robinson. 
and then very scary news, but luckily it seems like everything's okay. Tommy Sweeney went down for several minutes uh, with a medical event. Uh, we still don't know what actually happened. No one is saying. Uh, Brian Dable won't say in his press conference. They just keep saying medical event. Uh, so we don't really know. The beat reporters weren't really able to see what exactly happened. Uh, he would eventually leave the field on a cart, uh, and he was in stable condition, like talking and all that. So looks like he's okay, luckily, um, but we still don't really know what happened. I'd have to imagine some sort of, I don't want to say, I don't think it's dehydration because, Josh, you weren't here yesterday, right? Uh, and you, you were moving up, obviously, to school, but uh, it was pretty cool yesterday during the day. Uh, enough that like the air conditioning wasn't even really needed to be on for some of the day, at least it felt like. Um, so I don't know if I was going to say, oh, could it be like heat related? Uh, like we saw which player was it that had a heat related struggle? I don't think it's that. But, uh, you know, I guess it's anyone's guess. Oh, is that earlier? Is that earlier this training camp? Yeah, maybe it was Jalen Hyatt even who had like a heat trouble, was struggling with the heat and dehydration. I think it was an offensive lineman. Oh, maybe. Yeah, I don't I don't Shane really Lemieux or something or uh, Ben Bredesen. Yeah, I don't right remember. I don't want to just throw names yeah. out there, but um, no, yeah, the the medical event honestly is is scarier than just saying what happened. I mean, not like saying like, oh yeah, he passed out. I know that's like, like oh my god, but I, I think just like simply putting it, saying like, yeah, I I just don't know. I don't know why they said medical event. It just makes it scarier for fans and, and yeah, more so. worrisome. But luckily, thank God he's okay, and. It seems like he's going to be able to play in this game. That'll be interesting, right? Keep an eye for Tommy Sweeney if he'll make a full recovery from this medical event, quote-unquote, and play on Saturday. Uh, that'll be, you know, that'll be uh, remaining to be seen. So uh, I just, just look out for his name on the field. But like I said, everything is good. He's okay. Um, but I am thinking while you're thinking, I think it was some sort of exhaustion. Not maybe he, you know, issue, but some exhaustion slash... Um, a dehydration issue for for Tommy Sweeney, and that's really unfortunate to hear. But uh, I guess I guess he's he's good, so that's, that's the best part. Yeah. It. And um, transitioning now, I do want to say this is our last preseason game, Alex. There are only three. I know. In the NFL, there's no more four preseason games, so no more four preseason weeks. And we, after by the way, if you forgot about this, we have to do our 53 men roster prediction right before they release it. So that'll yep. be coming out. Uh, early next week, probably on Monday, if not, it'll probably Sunday be with our jet. It'll be with our Jets preview. Pro or oh yeah, it'll be back to back. Me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but we'll, we'll look back on what we had pre-training camp and see how that compares to right now, which is going to be really weird. And these players are now making their final efforts, the final, final grand pitch to let me be on the roster. Exactly. Yeah. Um. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be fun to watch. I'm excited for Saturday night, and it's going to be a great matchup between these New York rivals. That is the third and final game uh, after every uh, preseason for both of these teams. And what's cool is the every, what, five-year matchup in the regular season that the Giants actually end up playing the Jets is this year. So this yeah. won't be the first time these teams are matching up against each other, except one will mean a little bit more than the other. <laughs> and with that being said, uh, we appreciate you listening to this episode of the Giant Take Podcast. You can follow us on our social media channels at the Giant Take Pod on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Alex on Twitter at Anorian23. I'm on Twitter at Josh Solo 29 And um, 
you know, subscribe wherever you're listening, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all of the above. It'll all be in the description when I just said. Alex, you can wrap this one up whenever you're ready. All right. Thank you, everyone, for listening to today's episode. Um, and hopefully everyone has a great weekend, enjoys this final preseason game against the Jets, uh, a nice Saturday um, evening matchup. So I guess it's a little bit better than Friday nights for those who work Friday nights or whatever it may be. So hope everyone uh, has a good, you know, good weekend and we'll see you with the recap and uh, our probably very wrong 53 man roster predictions. We'll see you next time. Peace. Peace.